Again, our, our topic for today is fireproof, subtitled Seven Times Hotter. Subtitled Seven Times Hotter. And uh, so Daniel chapter 3 started in verse 8. And basically this is a story of, uh, you know, the, the king establishing certain decrees uh, in the kingdom. And, and at a certain point, you know, I don't know if it was low self-esteem or whatever, he just kept creating things where everybody would focus on him, worship him, honor him, it was all about him. Uh, but at this time, the, the children of Israel had got pulled or taken, held captive. So they had been taken from their land and then brought into this particular land by this king. Now, the part of them being taken was, it was a punishment. You know, it was a, you know, it was a punishment for a rebellion and disobedience. So a lot of times we walk out of the presence of God, we're not obedient to God. We put ourselves in position where now we leave our protection and our covering and we're subject to uh, go through things um, to bring us back in reality. So this is what happens, you know, they get captured, but because of the grace and favor of God, they still kind of was rising to the top. You know, Daniel was had rose to the top to be a president, and these are his partners, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. But the king came up with a decree that, you know, when they blow their 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 cornet, their flute, their 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 trumpet, whatever, people would you know worship, you know, them, their gods, what they're about. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego was like, we can't do that. Like we just can't conform to doing what everybody else is doing, even though this could cost us our life. And a part of the decree was if you didn't do it, you know, you would get thrown into the fiery furnace. So here in verse eight, it says, uh, "Wherefore at that time certain Chaldeans came near and accused the Jews." They spake and said to the king, Nebuchadnezzar, O king, live forever. They're kind of pumping him up, you know. You're wonderful. And thou, O king, has made a decree that every man that shall hear the sound of the cornet, cornet flute, harp, sackbut, psaltery, uh, dulcimer, and all kinds of music shall fall down and worship the golden image. And whosoever falleth not down to uh, and worship worshipeth uh, that he should be cast into the midst of the burning fiery furnace there are certain Jews so now I tell them I'm now Jews that thou hast set over the affairs of the province of Babylon Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego interesting thing I had a conversation with somebody today so here in this position so they had kind of rose up and was placed in position so these guys are hating basically and so, you know, uh, you can't be too busy to pay attention, you know, but they're, they're hating, you know, they're trying to, trying to set them up, get them all burnt up so they could take their position. It says, and the princes, governors, and captains, and the king's counselors being gathered together saw these men upon whose bodies the fire had no power, right? It says, it says, and the princes, governors, and captains, and the king's councils uh, being gathered together saw these men upon whose bodies the fire had no power, nor was a hair of their head since. I skipped everything. How did I get over there? I'm sorry. I, 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 I started talking and ended up where I wanted to end up in verse 27. So let's, let's, I'm sorry. 
uh, we're back here, verse 12. <laughs> Thou hast set over the affairs of the prophets of Babylon, Sarah, Meshach, and Abednego. These men, O king, have not regarded thee. They serve not uh, the gods thy gods nor worship the golden image which thou hast set and then Nebuchadnezzar in his rage and fury commanded to bring Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego then they brought these men before the king Nebuchadnezzar spake and said unto them is it true O Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego do ye not serve my gods nor worship the golden image which I have set up now if ye be ready that at what time ye hear the sound of the coronet no I'm going to skip that. Just drop down to verse 16. He says, if you be ready, just worship the golden image, basically. Verse 16, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to, uh, to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter, so we respect you. If it be so, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, he will deliver us out of thine hand, O king. But if not, be it known unto thee, O king, even if you don't deliver us, that we will not serve thy gods nor worship the golden image which thou hast set. Then Nebuchadnezzar was full of fury, and the form of his visage, or his countenance, was changed against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Therefore he spake and commanded that they should heat the furnace one seven times more than it was wont to be heated. Seven times hotter, basically. And he commanded the most mighty men that, they were, that were in his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and cast them into burning, the burning fire furnace. Then these men were bound in their coats, their, their hosen and their hats and their other garments, and were cast into the midst of the burning fire. Therefore, because the king's commandment was urgent, the furnace and the furnace exceeding hot, the flame of the fire slew those men that took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So the people that was taking them to the fire, the fire was so hot, it burnt them up. But because it burnt them up, Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego were bound, so they had no way of, of balancing themselves. So as, as you'll see here, uh, and these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down bound into the midst of the burning fire, fiery furnace. So even though the people that were trying to put them in got burned up, you would think that was they, their way of escape. But there was something else planned. So then they stay because, so imagine so you know, somebody's trying to push you and they fall in. They don't have the balance to hold themselves because they, they, you know, they can't keep their footing. They fell in anyway. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I can't believe it. <laughs> yeah, just, you know, you're like, wow, at least could have uh, stopped them from falling in. But there was a plan here. All right, where was that? What did I just read? Verse 23? I right, said, so verse 24, Then Nebuchadnezzar the king was astonished and rose up in haste and spake and said unto his counselors, Did we not cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? And they answered and said unto the king, True, O king. And he answered and said, Lo, I see a four men loose walking in the midst of the fire. And they have no hurt. And the form of the fourth was like the Son of God. Right? Then Nebuchadnezzar came near to the mouth of, burn, of the burning fiery furnace and spake and said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, ye servants of the Most High God, come forth and come hither. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, Abednego came forth out of the midst of the fire. 
and the princes and the governors and, and the captains and the king's counselors being gathered together saw these men upon whose body the fire had no power. The fire had no power, nor was a hair of their head singed, neither were their coats changed, nor the smell of fire had not passed on them. So here you, you have a situation where they were thrown into fire. And it went down as three, but there was somebody down there protected them. The son of God. Then they come out, but it was almost like they weren't even in the fire. And, they, 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 and the, the flames were seven times hotter. So the fire was enough to take them out by itself. But seven times hotter, which, which we'll get into here in a second. So basically, he threw them in and... It, to, if you ask me, somehow or another, they were fireproof. Somehow or another, in the midst of the hottest fire in their lives, the hottest trial in their life, they were fireproof. Right? I said, <laughs> so, so let's go here to uh, Isaiah 43. Now, now, the scripture tells us that no weapons formed against us can prosper. No weapons formed against us to prosper. That's a uh, Fred Hammond song. No weapon. <laughs> All right, so let's go here to, uh, eh. yeah, we'll do Isaiah 43, verses 1 and 2. It says, But now thus saith the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel. All right, now, 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 you got allegories, you got parables, you got uh, a different different ways the Bible is translated. So this is Isaiah. So he's not specifically talking to Jacob, a person, or Israel, a person. He's talking to a people, but he's talking to both sides. He's talking to the before and after. Remember, Jacob is who Israel was before he came Israel, before he met face to face with God. So he's talking to he's talking to us in the beginning of our life, and he's talking to us in our new beginnings also. Right? Because that's what uh, Israel represents a new beginning. You're right? All right, so he says, he says but, but thus said the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, and formed thee, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed thee, I have called thee by thy, by thy name, and thou art mine. Verse 2. It says, When thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee. And through the rivers, thou shalt not, they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through fire, thou shalt not be burned. It says, neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. This is here in Isaiah. This is God saying, in the midst of whatever comes to try to consume you, to overtake you, I got you. So even when you walk through fire, you shall not be burned. All right, and then... Um, we're going to go here to Hebrews 12. I'm going to bring this together here in a few minutes, but Hebrews 12. Because I, uh, uh, the Lord was showing me, I'll just give you Hebrews 12, 29, and then I'll break it down here for you. Hebrews 12, 29 is a familiar scripture here at this church, but it says, for God, for our God is a consuming fire. For our God is a consuming fire. So now when I think about this and I think about God is a consuming fire and they, they were in a fiery furnace that was seven times hotter and then it says you'll be able to walk through the fire you'll not be burnt and God is always trying to get us to get closer and closer to him. But if he's an all-consuming fire sometimes it's intimidating to go near the flames 
Because you're thinking what? You're going to get burned. <laughs> right? But he's telling us, no, 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 no. I got you covered. Keep coming closer. You won't be burned. Now, there is a part of you that will be burned. And the part of you will be burnt will be the Jacob part of you, but not the Israel. Not the, the old man, not the new man. If a man be in Christ, he's a new creature. If a man be in Christ, the anointing one, the anointing, he's a new creature, right? Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. Well, how do old things pass away? They're burnt off the closer and closer you get to the all-consuming fire. So a lot of things in our life we're trying to change. It could be our lazy, right? It could be our lust, right? Right? It could be our lying. But there's things that we're trying to get off of our lives, right? But we're trying to get them off in our head. Some of us are trying to get it off in our hands. But that's not how we do it. We have to get it off from the heart. And that's getting closer and closer to the all-consuming fire. Closer you get to God, the more things get burnt off of you. But you, the genuine you, will not be burnt. Right? Because the, 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 the genuine you is what's really fire, fireproof. See, so when thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt, thou shalt not be burned. It's saying the pure you shall not be burned. The you that's without pride, fear, lust, insecurity, and arrogance. That's the part of you that, not, that won't be burned. But all the other stuff is going to get burnt off. All the other, the fear, the lust, the insecurity, the arrogance, the pride, those things will be burnt off. Now, how long do you got to be in this fire until it's done? You know, one of the things I like about uh, Marcus Dixon, um, Marcus is still growing. I, I probably get on his nerves from time to time because uh, I'm challenging him. But, but what I like about him, he begins a task and it's hard for him to get off it until it's done. Like, like he doesn't visit a task or make a cameo and leave the task to uncertainty. Um, he's an active participant in this completion. You know, that's, what, that, that's one thing I like about him. Like he's, he's, he's going to stick with that thing until it's completed. And, and, and what God wants us to do is stick with our, our communion with him, our connection with him, our discipline in him until the work is completed. Now in this process, the fire is going to get hotter and hotter. You're going to be tempted to run, to bail out. But he's saying, I need you to stay in there until I complete what I've been trying to do. All right? If you go here to, uh, well, you don't have to go here, but but this, this whole this whole seven times and seven times hotter, uh, you're going to see it revisited a lot in Scripture, even uh, after, after Nebuchadnezzar did, he basically did the, the God's people wrong. And God didn't let him off the hook. That was Daniel chapter 3, Daniel chapter 4. He went through, he kept getting these dreams that was tormenting him. And he was like, man, I just... I, I can't sleep. I need somebody to answer the dream. dream. All his people couldn't answer. So Daniel came and broke down the dream. But the dream was not favorable. So you would think when Daniel gave him the, the interpretation of the dream, he'd be like, you kill him. But now the, the, the king was excited because, like, the mystery was revealed. He was excited because he could sleep because 
he at least knew the answer. Even though the answer was, you're going to go through something. And, 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 with the, and, and the interpretation was, it's going to be over you seven years. The same number of, of, of times he turned that heat up. It says, so you're going to be dealing with something for seven years. Your rebellion is going to cost you seven years of, of a torment. It's going to be over your head for seven years. Read it in Daniel chapter 4, verse 25. Right? It's going to be over you. It's going to weigh on you. And see, so a lot of times, it's, it's, and I like, what I like about King Nebuchadnezzar, you see God used him in a lot of situations. First of all, he used him to promote Daniel and some other things. Um, used him to take out some kingdoms. But what I like is, he didn't, hey, this is what God said, I'm going to eat it. Not, I got to figure a way around it. See, because he could have went three years, tried to bail out, and then added another seven years. So now you got ten. Then he tried to bail out, add another seven years. And then that, as opposed to, let me just embrace. And see, the seven years wasn't just a punishment. It, 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 was, it, was a, it, was a, it was his own fire to burn out what was in his heart that had him coming against, not even seeing, he can, seeing the God he was coming against. And then when you read through it, it said it would be uh, seven years over your head until you recognize who's, the, who's the, the, the ruler over this kingdom. So that means he needed a revelation, right? And so he went through... Uh, he went through the seven years. Uh, I wrote it down this way because uh, this is the way it came to me. So it was seven years for, for the inception of God. Okay, it was seven years for the inception of God's reality uh, to tap into the root of his deception. So I'm, I'm going to explain. So inception, I know it was, I, I pulled that from the movie. But if you think of in, inside, uh, interception, but inception. So going inside. So you have perception, deception, inception. So God had to inside go in and, 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 and take hold of, of his way of thinking. He had to break them down from the inside out. And it was going to take seven years for God's inception, the reality of, oh, no, you, you came to tap into and break loose all the layers of his deception. And what you'll see is a lot of times, a lot of times our deception, especially when we've been in rebellion, especially when we've backslid, is seven layers deep. I'm, I'm, I'm going to show you. And, and, it's, and so the, the length of time is the deeper the deception because sometimes God peels off a layer. We get overconfident. We'll relax as if it's all done. But we don't hang in there until, as I was used Marcus as an example, until the task is complete. We don't let God... Uh, uh, have his perfect work <laughs> right in us and then we go well, well I go to church but uh, uh, I think Z talked about it or her husband talked about it but, but I know the, 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 uh, the comment was made Sunday of being all in and what that means and so I remember God was teaching me liberty I've shared this before and so, so now liberty is free. It's to be free. I'm going to be who I am regardless of the pressures, family pressures, peer pressures, cultural pressures, ministry pressures. I'm just going to be me. And so the first layer of it, I was just happy to be free, Tanya. Yeah, just happy. 
look, happy to say something like this. Uh, no, I'm not going to be able to do that. Like the first time I was able to say that, like, no, no, I'm not going to be able to do that. I'm talking about under the, you know, you know, because you got family pressures and you sometimes you got cultural pressures or peer pressures. So if the, the fellas say something like, nah, that ain't going to work for me. Or, hey, 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 you want to drink? No, no, don't drink. Just to be able to, no, don't drink, not going to drink, ain't thinking about drinking, don't want to drink. Right? Like, but I thought I had arrived. But then I found out there was other levels I was bound. Right? And so that's the thing is, so I had to keep, I had to stay in the fire until God forged liberty. So I had to learn how I, I couldn't answer all my critics. I learned that from uh, a solid man of God, uh, Kenneth Hagin. You answer your critics, you give them power. When we have our, uh, our, our, our ministry class, spiritual authority, specifically for ministry, uh, we'll get into some of that, like, you know, because oh, some stuff will make sense. Like, oh, that's why they operate that way. Well, I learned years ago, don't ask your critics. You ask your critics, you give them power. <laughs> right? So, so, all right, so the Lord told me to share that for some reason. All right, so it takes a refi the refiner's fire to burn out all the layers of deception especially those that have been backslidden from being once purified. See, so some people have, have allowed themselves to be purified by the king, and then they slip back into doing the things they, they were before. But what happens is now you've created seven layers to get through because there's the seven layers, and each layer has a, has a demon attached to that layer that's standing guard trying to keep you from being released into your fulfillment. So I'll show you here, uh, Matthew 12. Let's go over to Matthew 12. We've talked about this scripture. I think I taught here dominating demons and devils, but if I haven't, I will. Old teaching. All right, so, so Matthew 12, 43. It says, uh, Matthew 12, verse 43. It says, when the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, he walketh through dry places seeking rest and finding none. So the unclean spirit was driven out. So then that, that individual is pure now. That strong man was got, kicked out. It says, then he says, I will return to my house from whence I came out. So that unclean spirit sees the, the person that has been dwelling is as their home. Right? It says, uh, it, it says, uh, from which I come, and when he is come, he findeth it empty and gar empty, swept and garnished. Then he go, then goeth he and taketh, taketh with him seven other spirits more wicked than himself, and they enter in and dwell there. And the last state of that man is worse than the first. Even so, shall it be also unto this wicked generation. So okay, so 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 we've talked about this before, but let's let's line it up with this here. So here you have this unclean spirit that through compromise, rebellion, or sin or whatever, slipped into your vessel. Take possession. It's a spirit, it can't do nothing unless it has a vessel to occupy. So it's it's taken over the vessel. But you decide, I don't know, come to church, give your life to God, whatever you decided to do, you, you decide to open up and accept Jesus as your Lord or whatever. So that unclean spirit gets kicked out. Holy Spirit kicks him out. But remember, we said when you come to the altar, 
when you give your life to the Lord, the indwelling of the spirit takes place. That's the spirit comes, comes in and regenerates your spirit, makes it alive. You're born again, new birth, right? But, but after the infilling, there needs to be an, in, after the indwelling, there needs to be an infilling of the Holy Spirit. So he's filling you up so he can guide and lead you, showed you things to come. But if you're not filled with the spirit, this, the scripture says that unclean spirit goes out. He's, he has nowhere to go. He's homeless. And just like any other homeless person, they long to be back home. But he says he goes back to the vessel, but he doesn't occupy the vessel immediately. He watches to see if the vessel is occupied already. Because if that vessel comes back and sees the Holy Spirit occupying that vessel, he knows he can't do nothing. But he goes, he checks it's empty, but he's still not comfortable because I got kicked out before. Go get me seven other demons stronger than me. Now I'll occupy. And it says the state of that man is worse than before. Now it's going to take, everything has to be seven times higher to purge that out. There's levels that got to come out now. Because, and it's, 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 it's not as simple as it was before because you, now you've been, um, you've, you've been aware of God. You've been open to God. You were purified. That demon ain't coming back the same way. When you let him back in, he come back in even stronger. So now you got to, the fire, we got to turn the fire up seven times higher. Right? To purge some things. You got me so far? All right. Work with me here. Work with me. All right. All right. So. All right, so look, now, 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 let's connect some, some scripture. If you think about Naaman, if you think about Naaman, Naaman had what? Leprosy, right? So when he wanted to, when, when, when they, they heard the prophet was in town, he was trying to go to the prophet, the prophet sent his servant. He didn't even go. He sent the servant, said, man, just tell Naaman to go dip uh, in, in, in the Jordan or whatever seven times. He's like, I'm a king. Hey, see, see, it was a layer in there, right, of arrogancy. It was a layer in there, right, what, of pride, <laughs> right? It was just in there, like, what I look like? I mean, we could have went to, I don't know, with the, with the rivers and stuff around. I'm sure I'll study it out for the next time I teach it, but I, just pick one, you know, Euphrates or whatever. I could I could dip in something a lot pure and cleaner than this. I'm a king. And so, so his, his advisor says, so let me ask you something. If he told you to do some great thing, like do three backflips and jump off a cliff, would you have done that? He said, yeah, I probably. He said, so you can't just dip in the water, right? But he told him seven times for a reason. Each dip was cleansing out a layer. <laughs> Each dip was taking out another layer. Right? So sometimes we dip, but we need to dip again. <laughs> We jump in the spirit one time. We need to keep jumping. We can jump on it. Keep jumping in. What? How how many times we need to jump in? Until it's done. Till it's complete. Right? Does that make sense? I think about even the children of Israel. They were leaving where? The promised land. They were leaving the wilderness, fire, going to the promised land. And so, so, so their first place to possess was Jericho. They went around that wall seven times. No, no, no. 
Let's clarify that. They went around six times, six days. When they went around the six days, they went around one time, 1.2 miles. The seventh day, they ran around seven times. It's 1.2 miles, I just added up, you know, it's almost eight miles or whatever. Some of us ain't going like two minutes. And some, think about it. You get, you, you, you wait all this time in the wilderness. You get to the promised land, right? And then you're told you got to circle the, circle the land. So you circle, and then now you got to wait the, the whole day, right? And then come back and do it tomorrow. Then you got to circle again the next day. See, 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 we don't roll like that. We, listen, it's Jericho, man. Why can't we just go on in? Well, see, there were some layers. There, listen, remember I told you every layer, there's a demon standing watch. And that worship, when that worship was going around, see, 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 it confuses the mind of the enemy. They was taking out demons, didn't even know it, each level. But that last level, the strongest level of influence, that last day, they had to go around seven times. That was that that was that was the core stronghold preventing them. Cause do you know what it takes? See, see, we want the promises. See, it, it gotta cost something. Like I, 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 I'm amazed how people are mad at God when they're not paying a price. It gotta cost something. It has to cost you your life to get the life you want. You got to give up the life you have. You got to give up to Jacob to get to Israel. You can't be holding on to the Jacob trying to get to Israel. You know why? Because if you're holding on to the Jacob, there's no vacancy. The Israel, I'm using that parallel because Jacob, you know, Jacob was the trickster. Israel is who we talk, children of Israel is who we talk about now. Right? So you got to give up something. You got to give up all of who you were to get all a guy has. And sometimes you're going to have to endure some things. You're going to have to do that fire that's seven times hotter, right? Even when the scripture tells you to forgive seven times 70. That's really about what's happening in you. Yes, it's pardoning the person, but it's more taking the poison out of you. Because when you're not, when you're unforgiven, it's like drinking poison, expecting the other person to, to die. But the more the situation comes up, whatever little residue is left, like I don't know if I gave him one time. They don't need to come around here no more. Every time I see him, I think they. But see, that seven times seventy, that does something in, that uproots that poison in you, that's stopping you from getting all God has. Right? That see. See, you may mental assent. We talk about this a lot in uh, renewing the mind. That mental assent, I agree that to forgive that person. Yeah, but you know, it takes a whole lot to, to really forgive the person, to, to, to be able to see the person, to be around the person, to discuss the person without. Give me a moment. Yeah, like without going through stuff. So sometimes it comes around to give you an opportunity to seven times 70, let that thing go. So that demon can't hold hold you back from what God's trying to do to you. Right? Does that make sense? And so 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 so, so I'm gonna I'm gonna try to bring this in a, 
uh, a certain way here in the time that I have, which I don't know how much time I have. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> anyway, now, now, now walk with me here. We're talking about the seven times, we're talking about the levels, and we're talking about the things that have to be purged. Now, we also know that the interest of the word bring of light gives understanding to the simple. Psalm 119, 130. We also were, know that we're cleansed through the word. John 15.3. So I'm going to try to bring in the, the assistance of the word as we go through uh, uh, living this fireproof life, okay? Alright, so because so, you're going to see it all connects for a reason. So Psalm 12.6. Psalm Psalm 12, verse 6 says, the, the, the words of the Lord are pure words. Look, look. Now, they're pure words. How did they become pure? As silver tried in a furnace of the earth, purify what? Seven times. Right? So, 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 so this word ends up being what it is because it's gone through the fire. It's gone through every test. Yeah, they, they talk about vehicles and they take them through tests. You know, crash tests and stuff like that. The word has gone through the fire. See, the, the Bible says, uh, my word will go out, won't turn to me void. It'll accomplish what I sent it to do, right? Right, so, so this word, why? It's been purified. It's, it's gone through every level where there's nothing that any level of demon can do to stop it, right? Because it's been tested. Uh, so that's Psalms. Let's go to Psalm 119. Psalm 119. 119 and we'll do 140. How'd I be feeling when you know when you're doing your, your reading, reading through your chapters and you and you know 119 is coming? <laughs> well you'd be like, it's gonna be a long day today, right? 119 is a beast. Right? So so Psalm 119, 140. It says, look, it says the word is very, very pure. Therefore, thy servant loveth it. It's very pure. Okay, because it's gone through that fire. And let's go to Jeremiah 11. Jeremiah 11. So Jeremiah 11, we're going to start here at verse 1. It says, the word came to Jeremiah from the Lord, saying, uh, Hear ye the words of this covenant and speak unto the men of Judah and to the inhabitants of Jerusalem and say unto them thus saith the Lord thy, thus saith the Lord God of Israel it is Israel again right cursed be the man that obeyeth not the words of this covenant so that person will receive a curse it says which I commanded your fathers in the day that I brought them forth out of the land of Egypt look from the iron furnace saying obey my voice and do them according to all which I command command you so shall ye be my people and I will be your God so here again he's saying that I'm giving you a word and I need you to follow it just like I tried to get your fathers to follow when I brought them out of the furnace see that wilderness is a furnace well we'll get into this next week the whole purpose of the wilderness test but that wilderness is a furnace. It's, it's, see, we think it's a punishment. It's not a punishment. It's a furnace for a reason. So he brought them out of this fiery furnace to obey his word. So when we grow, go through that same fire, 
that the word went through and the children of Israel went through, that that same fire helps us to agree with God's pure word. Helps us to agree. If not, our doubt will weaken the, the ability of that word to manifest in our lives. See, so I got this pure word that wants to manifest in my life. Right? And it can't return void. It has to accomplish what God sent it to do. But I show up not with agreement. I show up with doubt. I show up with fear. I show up with offense. Remember the scripture says uh, the word is snatched from you when you're offended. Right? Remember Mark chapter 4? So I show up with the wrong things. So I'm stopping that word from its ability to manifest in my life. So that means the, the fire the word went through, I have to go through to be in agreement with it. So I can get it to manifest in my life. See, the scripture says that that word has to be mixed with faith. He says that the word uh, uh, didn't profit them like it profit us. Not being mixed with faith. Right? Hebrews, was Hebrews 4, I believe. Right? And so, so, so we have to go through some, 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 some test and some trial because even your faith is also tried. Look, look at 1 Peter 1. Am I going to get to this? Good, good. I got, I got about 10 minutes. Because I have something I want to give you. Uh, I'm sure Minister Lamar will be able to relate to what I'm going to share. All right, so First uh, Peter 1, 7, it says, The trial of your faith being much more precious than gold that perisheth. Right? Like, it says, though it be tried with what? Fire might be found under praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. So here you got your faith tried. You got your, the word tried. You going through a, a trial. But all of it is so everything is in agreement because uh, I, I've shared this before in a message I taught, uh, the nick of time. Like everything is trying to galvanize at the right niche or window in time. You know, uh, I don't know if y'all how much y'all watch movies, but Lord of the Rings is Lord of the Rings, the third movie, The Return of the King. Uh, I love that movie because it 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 reminds me of this: how you had different people that was a part of of of, of this mission, and they all had to show up at the right time. So you had Gandalf, he had his crew, you had the tree people. You know, the tree people was. Just, you know, the tree people walking around, you know, they had, they had to, but, but everybody had to show up in this window of time for, for the victory to take place. So you have, you got the word that's trying to show up. It's, you know, God is trying to work with the word, but the word is trying to show up. You got, we, we have to show up. Our faith has to be present in that window of time, and that's, that's what manifests things. So, so the adversary gets you in doubt at the right time. And the word shows up, you're not in agreement with the word that can't manifest. And, and, and the way you guarantee that you have the faith that, that, that everything is in harmony is you gotta stay in the fire. When the Son of Man comes, shall he find faith on the earth? See, see for someone to find you so doing, you have to be doing it. Isn't that the parable of Matthew 25 or the, the women with the oil? Right? What is it? The virgins, right? You know, some of them had, they, they, kept, they, kept, they, they kept their stuff lit. They kept their fire flame burning. Right? But then the other ones was like, ah, you know, we'll get to it. Then they come to them, hey, can we borrow some of your oil, some of your anointing? 
Hey, like, man, listen, listen, we just got enough for ours, man. You got to go get yours. So while they were going away to get what they should have already had, it says the Lord showed up. Then they showed up knocking on the door. Hey, let us in. He says, hey, he says, depart from me, you worker of inequity. I don't know you. See, see, you haven't stayed in the flames with me. Remember, three went down, four was in the flames. The Lord was already there. Living in the flames. See, this is the thing. You got to stay long enough in the flame to know you're fireproof. See, you got to stay in there, though. See, because at first it's going, ooh, ooh. It seems like, I feel like I'm going to get consumed. I feel like I'm going to get burned up. I feel like I'm going to get taken out. See, that's why we, we want everything microwaved. But you got to stay in that flame until you recognize I'm fireproof. I'm actually fireproof. But you ain't going to find that at the first level. You ain't going to find it at the second level. You got to at least get seven times. And the thing is, we don't do that. I learned this a long time ago from another pastor, how, you know, he always used the example of the microwave, how you put the popcorn in and it says 60, let's say it says a minute. I don't know how long it takes popcorn to pop, but let's just say it says a minute. So it says a minute, you put it in there for 10 seconds, take it out, put it in for another 10 seconds, take it out, another 10 seconds, take it out. And you do this six times. Six times 10 is 60, which is a minute. But the popcorn hasn't popped. Because it's not 60 seconds in intervals. It's 60 sustained seconds. See, we got to sustain. Our, we got to endure. There's no person in the Bible that's great that hasn't endured. I was pressed on every side. You're not distressed. Cast down, but not forsaken. Right? And Paul just broke down all this stuff he went through. And then one time he was talking, he said, man, uh, I'm not trying to boast, but let me just, just take a second. Since y'all run around like y'all going through stuff, he says, of a Pharisee, I was the Pharisee. Like I done been around all that stuff. Stone? I've been stoned many times. I've been dragged. I've, I've gone through death that almost died. Like, so, so what are y'all talking about? Basically, you're saying, I've been in the fire seven times hotter. What are y'all talking about? Because you visit? You, you, you visit? You got a little scorch? You, you, you're a little, no, he said, no, 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 no. It costs more than that. I'm not complaining. He's saying, why are you? Right? So, so, so we got to hang in there. All right, so I'm going to give you this. Uh, uh, let's go to Psalm 66. Psalm 66. And then I'm going to talk about this refiner's fire. I think I talked about it before, but a long time ago, but it was in a different context. From time to time, we'd be hearing Ms. Lamar, because of his background with chemistry, be walking us through different things of, you know, gold and silver and different things of that nature. So he'll be able to relate. All right, so Psalm 6610. It says, look, look, look. It says, for thou, O God, has proved us, tested us. Now, they're saying this a matter of factly. It says, thou has tried us as silver is tried. <laughs> I went through some flames. It says, thou brought us into uh, the net, and thou laidest affliction upon our loins. Look, it says, thou has caused men to ride over our heads. We went through the fire and through the water, but thou hast brought us out into a wealthy place. 
Okay, but they went through. <laughs> Not around. <laughs> they went through. Right? They went through the fire. They went through the flames. Right? And it says he brought us out. That's why the scripture says, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, various or different testing trials. Knowing this, that the trial of your faith worketh patience. Let patience have its perfect work, that you'll be imperfect and entire, lacking nothing. Right? So you got to let it have its perfect work. You got to stay in it until it's worked its perfection, its completion out in you. You can't just, see, if you're impatient, then patience haven't had its perfect work. Right? You got to let it go through its process, right? And because what it's trying to do is trying to purge out you and bring you face to face with what God has designed for you. Right? So you're changed into his image day by day. 2 Corinthians 3.18. Right? He's trying to, he's trying, because we were made in his image after his likeness, but we've been, we were born in sin and shaping in iniquity. We lost sight of his image and likeness that we, that's in us. We lost sight of the reality that we're fireproof. We lost sight of that. So we don't go nowhere near the flames, but we don't go nowhere near the flames. The flames is what's going to purge out what we're trying to release, what we're trying to get rid of. It's the flames. But we don't go near the, the consuming fire because we think we got to look right, act right, be right. No, we need, you don't take a bath to, to take a shower. It doesn't even make sense, really. I'm going to get ready for the shower. No, no, you're going to get in the shower to get clean. You're going to the fire to get cleansed and burned and purged. Right? But we, we want to be, you know, I'm going to make sure I get myself together, then I'm going to go around the fire. No, you're going around the fire so he can burn out what's stopping you from getting yourself together. Right? And so, so with that in mind, uh, Malachi 3. Share this story with you really impacted me some years ago. Uh, Malachi 3. I'm at Matthews. Come on, Keith. Uh, verse 3. It says, and He shall sit as a refiner and a purifier of silver. He shall purify the sons of Levi, those of priests, and purge them as gold and silver, that they may offer unto the Lord an offering in righteousness. So this young lady was listening to this phrase, uh, he will sit as a refiner of purified sil silver. This verse puzzled quite a few people in this Bible study, and they wondered what this statement meant about the character and nature of God. So one of the women offered to find out the process of refining silver and get back to the group the next Bible study. That week, the woman called the silversmith and made an appointment and watched him at work. She didn't mention anything about the reason for her interest beyond her curiosity about the process of refining silver. As she watched the silversmith, he held a piece of silver over the fire and let it heat up. He explained that in refining silver, one needed to hold the silver in the middle of the fire where the flames were the hottest as they burned away all the impurities. It's like being in the middle of God's presence, right? Right, not on the edge. The woman thought about God holding us in such a hot spot. <laughs> 
Then, uh, then she thought again about the verse that says, he sits as a refiner and a purifier of silver. She asked the silversmith if it was, if it was true that he had to sit there in front of the fire the whole time the silver was being refined. The man answered that, oh yes. He said, he not only had to sit there holding the silver, but he had to keep his eyes on the silver the entire time. It was in the fire. This, if the silver was left a moment too long in the flames, it would be destroyed. The woman was silent for a moment. Then she asked the silversmith, how do you know when the silver is fully refined? He smiled at her and answered, oh, that's easy. When I see my image in it. So he's holding this silver and he has to watch it the whole time. Because if it's there too long, it can get consumed. So now he has to figure out when is it ready. But he said that knowing when it's ready is easy when he sees this image in it. So God is holding us in this hot spot, in this fire that's seven times hotter. And he can't keep us in there too long because it'll consume us. But he knows when we're ready when he sees this image in us. So we, we're looking for what would make us comfortable. We're looking for what we would settle for. God's looking for what he designed. God's looking for what he, his image. So we're wondering, what's the holdup? Because God doesn't want just what you're willing to give. God wants what he designed. His image. That's what the holdup is. See, his image will endure all the tests, will endure all the flames, will endure everything that comes at you. But that, that, that old Jacob side, it's going to get consumed in the fire. So we can't conform to that part of us. We have to be transformed to what God has designed us to do and be. We have to get back to being fireproof. That's like, we, you know, some people are offended, uh, frustrated, uh, dealing with insecurity, popping, doing all types. Uh, uh, they don't care about me. Man, come on, man. The fire ain't even that hot. <laughs> come on, man. What's going to happen when the fire gets hotter? What you going to do then? See, so we got to get back to what God designs to be, and that's to be fireproof. Right, that's all for today. Uh, let's let's, uh, let's talk to let's talk to people that's calling in. Uh, if you have any thoughts, anything stood out, or you challenged in a particular area.